What's up, everybody? This is the Brutally Podcast, Brutally Sober Podcast, um, April 29, 2020, and uh, I took a two-week vacation because making a podcast for, you know, like 15 minutes to like 45 minutes once a week is extremely stressful. button on your phone and um, making a bunch of bullshit come out of your mouth. It's a lot of fucking work. Um, right, Grace Pants? Grace Pants uh, is one of uh, me and Sarah's cats. Kid cats. Kid cats. So she's going to be hanging around. She's gonna, just going to kind of jump in whenever she wants to. or anything like that, I told her just feel free, I'm gonna go, she's probably, I think she's gonna go have a smoke right now, <laughs> no, you quit, okay, why are you growling, last time. whatever, quit growling, so, Sarah, how you doing, I'm doing great, Joe, how you doing, I'm doing pretty fucking awesome, are you gonna be a regular guest on Brutally Podcast? Brutally podcast. You're doing sober pretty good. Fucking show. <laughs> oh good. <sighs> are you gonna Are you gonna become a uh, um, a member of the show? Are you gonna be a show member? Are you gonna be a recurring guest? Are you gonna be like? I already am a recurring guest. Are you gonna be like? Um, Baldwin on Saturday Night Live. Everyone thinks that he is actually a cast member. He's a cast member on Saturday Night Live, but he actually just hosted it like a hundred times. Are you gonna be like that? Or are you gonna be a member? What's your status? Wife. I'm just a wife. You're just a wife. Yep. Just a wife. Stop right there. Hold your questions. Let's do a podcast. 
because one, I'm more comfortable answering questions on the Brutally Sober podcast than I am in real life. And uh, so I figure we'll get, you know, we'll get some, uh, some pod time in. So, why do I click my tongue when I do the Brutally podcast? Why do you keep podcast? calling it Brutally podcast? I don't know, that's the new name. Uh. <clears throat> oh boy. Okay. The floor is yours, sir. Oh, it's mine now? Yeah. Alright, so back to my question. Since this time of year, April, is uh, your cycle month. April is your trigger time. I was, uh, was asking Joe how he's doing because this is where shit always hit the fan. So I was just checking in with him and he was having a hard time. He started smiling really strangely because he was really uncomfortable. Which um, partly I was like, oh look who's uncomfortable getting questions asked. And partly I, you know, I, I felt for him because I know it's a really hard question. He wanted to share that on his podcast, which I thought was a good idea. It made a lot of sense. No, first, actually, you're like, why would you want to do that? I don't remember. Okay. But well, maybe you were in a blackout. After, <laughs> after you said that you wanted to do it on the podcast and you explained, I said, that's a really good idea. So... Stop avoiding the question now and go ahead and answer. Whoa. Damn. He's a good sponsor. You're an alcoholic. But hey, I can't say if you are or if you aren't. Um, so what's the question? How am I doing? How are you doing? Um, and what's different with your coping this round? Because this is when the spiral and walking in the labyrinth starts well last year I remember specifically that I had been not drinking for like six months or so and I felt like shit mentally and I was like why the fuck am I not drinking if I'm just gonna be fucking depressed as shit well I'm not drinking I might as well just fucking drink so, when I hit, like, seven months, if I still feel this way, I'm just gonna drink. What the fuck difference is it make? Uh, that's what I remember. Hap- that's what happened last year. Also, in the past, I feel like this, this um, is a time where winter starts really dragging its ass because, like, supposed to get warmer, and then, like, you think it's gonna get warmer, like, you think it's gonna start getting warm, like, six weeks ago, and then it just, like, starts raining, cold rain every fucking day, and it's miserable enough, and that has gotta be, like, a small, small, small part of it, but I do think that that has some part of it. I 
can always remember like end of March and April like I'm getting depressed as fuck because it was so it was so gray outside of fucking cold and fucking nasty and it's like I just get warm up even though now I kind of don't care about the winter time that much because I'm sure why some reason like when you would be on a good dry spell that you would break that dry spell April for a good good dry spell or good controlled drinking spell mm-hmm. dry spell because controlled drinking in my opinion was never a thing maybe you thought it was controlled drinking but there was always a difference so well, what's controlled drinking to you? um not turning into something else like you're possessed it doesn't consume you you don't become it somebody who is not addicted does not have the same doesn't have the same reaction so like I would always say to you like you know you would lie 
lie to me most of the time when I was asking if you were drinking when you said you weren't drinking. But I knew, like I could even tell as soon as you made the decision that day you were going to drink, I knew. You already made the decision, I could tell you were somebody else. So it's like, it is like being possessed by, it's like witnessing somebody be possessed by something. Spirits. Um, there's controlled drinking to me as, like, no drinking, but... Functional alcoholic? No. I mean, maybe. But, not necessarily, but drinking, like, and trying to just not drink too much in one particular night, which is not easy to do. Right. That's what I mean when I say. Right. Okay. But there's the, there's a lack of emotional control. You might have the physical control, right, where you're not physically partaking, but emotionally you're already checked out. Emotionally you're already connected with the, with drinking. So, as the observer. So I feel like there's different, and the analytical brain part of me, um, there's different levels of that, of, of controlled drinking, I guess. Well, I think I'm using the term in um, the way that I... That I understand that it. I do understand. People refer to controlled yeah. drinking as or in AA or recovery. No, that makes sense. I, get, I mean, I get it often from, like, what you're saying. I don't get it, obviously, from personal experience, but I, I get it from the idea of it. Um, that's one of the things that, one of the annoying, what is it, uh, uh, like, those sayings in a, they're not slogans, right? Because a slogan is, like, more of an advertisement thing, right? Like, just do it. What's a saying? Like, an a, like saying an A, saying like it easy does it or something like that. That's not a slogan. It's a saying. It's just it's a saying. A saying, I guess. Yeah. So one of the sayings is something like uh, something along the lines of. I'm not even gonna have any anybody help. There's not even like anyone in the room that can help. To shout out here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not even gonna fucking continue because the people that are listening know what you're saying. Know what I'm saying. And if you don't, Google it. I can't even. My mind is so fucking shot right now. It's something along the lines of controlling your drinking and having fun and not controlling your drinking and it's not fun. Ba ba ba. So we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> 
talking about the emotional aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. It's. So. Can you can you can you look up here on your phone to the freaking saying of it, please? Bop 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 bop. balance where you have to like you, know, you have to have a balance in everything and one of the balances is that alright you know what you're hot, you're fired as, as a fucking how about oh wait, every saying he's an alcoholics person. anonymous oh wait I'm, look, I'm working here how am I supposed to listen to you and, and type and read I can't do that to multitask. Hi. every podcast person has one of those you know people that say hey Johnny, uh, yeah, well, check you this know, out for me. They're... Anyway. Oh my god, Chris, you... Damn. It's not easy looking for this. I mean, watch somebody... It... Uh... Alright, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's not the most entertaining podcast to begin with. Oh my Let's God. not make it uh, a podcast that two Yeah, this is dragging on, so could you <laughs> finish your thought? I was thinking about how you have to have a balance of expecting nothing from everyone or you're just going to get pissed off and having faith in humanity. How do you do those things at the same time? You want to tell me about it? No, because I'm extremely hard on myself, so I'm the same way with other people, and I, it, so I had something that I have a really hard time with myself, and I was just thinking about that again yesterday, about part of my personality. If I wasn't so hard on myself, I won't be so hard on other people. Um, so that's, Wait a again... Wait why are you talking about being hard on yourself? Because I'm very hard on myself, so my what I expect from myself, and the level of you expect too much from yourself. I have very high expectations of myself. Yes, so I'm gonna my expectations of other people are gonna be it's gonna be high because oh, I'm like that with myself. I'm hard on myself. Oh, you're basing your expect expectations on from other people based on your expectations. This is my personality because I'm hard on myself, so naturally I'm going to be hard on other people. So you're asking me that question and... Uh, I think you're distorting it a little bit. I, I don't know. Maybe I did. But that's something that I think about a lot because I don't... To not... To look through the lens of compassion and not what people... What I think people should be doing or what I should be expecting from them. Right. Remind myself, look through the lens of compassion. 
But if I am not compassionate with myself, how am I going to be compassionate with other people? So the only thing I can do to resolve that and create balance is to throw myself a fucking ball and be nicer, like more compassionate with myself and work through that personally so that I'm reflecting that out and I'm not constantly passing that that frustration putting that out there that judgment I guess it is because you have the expectations that where the hell these expectations even come from it's your programming so um, we're just we're programmed to be that way to always look to look externally and to point fingers and to expect a lot from people and to we're just not not just observing and detaching from that um, emotional there's an emotional thing going on there when I think of it like I think of it more like as people in general day to day interactions with strangers type of thing in public you know with other people being in public and losing faith in humanity because of no uh, eye contact or mm-hmm. connection or um, sincerity even with you know the simplest little transactions of hellos and goodbyes and pleases and thank yous and things like that like just those types of things is that what you call like face value as opposed to like their deeper like character that'd be the wrong thing to say yeah Um, like I'm just like starting there like that for me is what like that'll throw me into a fucking spiral of I have no faith in humanity. Everybody's a piece of shit. But why do you and think I, that happens? Why? Listen, I was trying to talk. I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Doctor okay. told us back at you. No, oh, no, don't throw it back at me. You always have me answering questions, and I go in circles anyway. But that's still a reflection of you. So why does that bother you so much? Because it doesn't necessarily have to be a reflection of me. Because not everybody's going to say thank you. Not everybody's going to hold the door for you. It doesn't mean that they're a piece of shit. Uh, You don't know what's going on in their day-to-day. And they're in their head as much as you're in your head. And so, again, here we are judging somebody because they didn't say thank you or they didn't hold the door and they're completely distracted or they're on their phone. Like, we're very disconnected and very asleep in our society. Yeah, we are. Um, but that doesn't mean somebody's a piece of shit. Or a, so is it better to... Like uh, why is it that so, you feel so strongly about if somebody says thank you or, or doesn't say thank you? or you know, like Because I... Probably the answer is because... Probably I, the answer. What is the answer? If you are the person I'm... Like, I'm asking something about how you feel. Why is it probably? I'm saying probably because 
uh, like a sponsor or an AA fucking person would be like, well, that's because you have to have control of everything. And that's probably true, but that's not like how I see also, it. personality types too are getting, you know. Anyway, no, I don't necessarily think it's because you have to have control over everything. I think it's because you, too, like, as somebody who's a kind person, a sensitive person who likes to acknowledge other human beings, that uh, is very annoying and like, om- like almost invalidating um, when people just seem to have a lack of any kind of care. So I, w- I guess the or answer respect. is to not um, have zero expectations, but to have compassion regardless of the reaction. Right. Is the key to it all, what you're trying to tell me. Yes. That's pretty difficult to do. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. It's a lot easier to tell them to go fuck themselves. absolutely is when you're in that place within yourself sure but when again like I said what I can do working on myself so when I am calmer within myself and I feel whole and I feel like I'm just having one of those days where I feel connected to I just feel connected and safe in my own body and uh, when somebody doesn't say thank you to me hold the door whatever I smile anyway I'm fine I'm good. and then there's days where I'm just I'm in a mood and maybe I'm the asshole that forgot to hold the door for somebody because um, I'm so in my head um, I mean even when I'm in a mood and I'm like, having a depressed day or I'm just pissed off whatever might be going on normally I will acknowledge another human being but there's times where I just avoided eye contact and, and you know Maybe that people are thinking that I'm that piece of shit that's not acknowledging anybody. But it happens. So depending on what my environment is like internally, it's going to be how difficult it is for me to accept everything else externally when I'm forced to be out around other people. And even my choice of words saying forced to be out with around another people is pretty telling of the fact that I prefer to not be around a lot of people. <laughs> but, yeah, listen you know, to myself. You know how I want to be? Remember the scene in Dumb and Dumber? How many times have you watched Dumb and Dumber? Maybe a couple. But I don't remember movies like that. <laughs> um, so, Dumb and Dumber, fucking... Lloyd comes out of a 7-Eleven or something, and there's two guys in the parking lot, and like they're drinking Big Gulps or something, and Lloyd comes out, and he goes, hey guys, he goes, hey, uh, Big Gulps, huh guys, or something like that, because they're drinking Big Gulps, and he's like, you can't even get the quote to, right, to have a, I, I can't get anything right tonight, I can't get any quotes or sayings right tonight, so he's like, hey, Big Gulps, huh guys, or something like that, 
and because they, they're drinking big gulps or something like that. And the guys just look at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and he goes, all right, see you later. And he just keeps walking and he's not offended or anything like that. That They're just looking at him weird because he just decided to make a friendly observation about a couple strangers or whatever. Can you imagine being like that? But he's kind of, you know, he's stupid. He doesn't realize it. But is it possible to realize that someone is in, is like insulting you and then be so happy? Yeah. <laughs> Don't give a fuck. I mean, at that level, you're a fucking Buddha. Your fucking body's not for some shit like that. But you can, you totally can. I, I fully believe you can achieve that. That that you don't need to. That's not a. Uh, it's perspective. That is not something that is like you're trying to achieve enlightenment. That is just perspective. <laughs> That's all it is. It's so simple. It's complicated. It's so simple. We just overcomplicate. We just overcomplicate everything. What's perspective? Being in a, you can be in that that mode of just not letting things get to you and you can stay in that cheerful mode. I mean, obviously everything's fleeting, right? I mean, like you have nothing is, is, is permanent. What the hell is that? Uh, oh, this too shall pass. That's the saying. That's the saying. So anyway, this, this too shall pass. Like, no, you know, you're not, not everything is going to be lasting and appreciate, but if you just appreciate, no matter what it is that you're feeling or going through, if you just appreciate it, you're still going to feel joy even in the desperation. Because if you appreciate it, you're understanding that no matter what, really, you're okay. No matter what, you could, you're, you're dying, no matter whatever it is, ultimately, you're okay. So if we just remember that, which is like impossible sometimes, um... It's a state of mind. It's a perspective. And you can choose to dwell or you can choose to be in that, like, this person's an asshole or you can choose to be like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, and, and not let it um, become you. In the car today, I did let, I'm going back to our first segment here about me. I'm doing. I did let myself, like, it was like the first time I let myself, like, let the feelings of, of poor me, I can't drink come in. First time I've done that. Like, this was today? Yeah. Um, since, like, since, since I, I don't know when. Um, because, like, um, I was thinking about how my dad came to the house. 
he found me passed out. And, and I'm thinking like, well, now if he didn't come over, you know, I, maybe the next day I would have been fine and uh, I would have been able to drink. And I, I only said I didn't want to drink anymore because he was there and I felt guilty. And maybe, you know, I could have drank longer or something like that. Like, and I, and I let those feelings take over for however long I wanted to. And it didn't, they didn't last long. Like, I guess there's still going to be a Drinking normal, you wouldn't be hungover the next day. Drinking normal. Do you even realize that? Well, because drinking a little. Having a couple beers, like normal people will come home and they'll have a couple beers and they're good. You know, you have your glass of wine, whatever, you're good. You don't go through the bottle, bottle and a half, whatever, and feel hungover. You just have that, you have something to help to just like unwind. You enjoy, you unwind, you're done. Well, I was always okay with being a, having a problem with alcohol as long as yeah. I could 
function. Do sorry. other things. <clears throat> but, um, anyway, I feel like I've trained my mind to, like, I'm, I'm stronger, I'm stronger knowing that I shouldn't be drinking than that thinks I should be drinking. So what happened, you know, we got in a, a tiff the other day and you got really mad at me. Rightfully, you know, I, I understand you got really mad at me. And normally I'd be like, oh crap. Now he's going to go to the whatever. He's going to drink at me and and that's, that's that. There goes that. But I wasn't worried about that what went through your mind when that was your normal coping like what did you do differently that time when you would have went and drank at me because you got really mad you know you got really like so red mad those times that haven't happened very often since I stopped drinking are are kind of like surreal moments because I've only had I've only I've only been in in that situation only a couple times and it's literally the couple times within the past eight months in my whole life that where you, you feel you see red and you don't drink like, you run like I'm watching TV or something like that, and, and and something really horrible happens to the person, or they get real pissed off, and they don't just like go to their little bar or something and start drinking. I'm like, but but they sit and think about what just happened. I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you? You have all this fucking alcohol right there. Figure it out with that, idiot. Like, what the fuck? So. So I like, I go outside and, and like, I mean, drinking, it just isn't an option. It's not, not, is it not only, I mean, an option, but it's not even, it's not considered. I'm not, I'm not considering it at all. It's just, it's not, I'm not going to do it. So it's like, holy crap, stuff. Like, I had to feel this shit. What the fuck? This is bullshit. I have to, like, fucking wait to fucking cool down naturally? This is fucking bullshit. What the fuck? And then, and so in my mind, like, I don't have patience for shit. And I don't know what the fuck to do with myself. And it's like, fuck. Alright. Oh, whatever. Fuck, I don't need this. I want a cigarette and I want coffee and I want to drive and I don't know what the fuck. And then, well, that time I ended up fucking um, stress eating or something and, it, and I went into a, a hard fucking nap and I felt like total shit. It was like a fucking hunger, fucking hangover or something. But. I was hungry. 
Maybe it also happened since I'm always hungry. Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen you sober get that angry. Yeah. So eight months. Um, and, uh, which, you know, like you were saying, you've been doing a lot of mental, um, spiritual like, training. A lot of training. Yeah, spiritual with yourself. Fitness program. <laughs> uh, but it makes a huge difference. And so, like, sure, I triggered you. behavior how you respond is not on how you respond is not on me but that was like a really good it was still a good lesson on okay here now I have to calm down and in a in a constructive in a constructive way and I have to feel all this intense anger anger is really hard to uh, work or work through so when you're in that like complete hooked out mode um, and you did it but my like I felt that that was an important thing an important question and something that people when you're just going through it uh, like I I was really curious and I know other people would be really curious about how you handle these these circumstances um, when you're sober, especially newly sober. Yeah, like I said, I use the word surreal because um, it's like like I like I was saying like you, you're not gonna you don't do what you normally do, and then you have these feelings and it's like it's very it's very weird I describe it as surreal I also describe like when I was talking to someone like when I was in rehab like after a while like you just like you have moments where you're just like sitting there and you're like I'm in fucking rehab right now like I'm in I'm in a, a rehab right now I've been here for weeks and I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm I'm sitting here in a fucking rehab in a lobby in a in a rehab how the fuck did I get here and like you'd have these moments of like it would it would surreal you know and those are like the two times that I've used that word because it's almost like you're like it's like bam all of a sudden you're, you're there or you're like, you're, you're like, it's like, you're there, you're like, you're not dreaming or anything, you know, it's like actually happening, and you like, you wake up and you like, realize like, you're in a moment you, that you just find yourself in. <laughs> see, you pick it up. Only people can see your pick, faces. You're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> Shut up. Because 
I'll try to think of some more questions for you because I think it's good for you to you do uh, you to answer and explain your process and connect with uh, your emotions for like for other people to hear as well. Well, that's also good because I haven't been to Zoom meetings because they've been blowing the shit out of me. So, something. But also, I am a lot, I'm on my phone a lot. I'm constantly looking at like Instagram and Twitter and stuff. I created an Instagram account and a Twitter account just friending all these people in recovery and just seeing what they're saying every day and I can like grab like all these like sayings and perspectives and shit like a bunch at a time anytime during the day and you want to talk you want to say something Tracy quit growling and actually 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 helps. It's pretty. It's pretty. Oh yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty good. It helps. It's like, what the fuck else are we gonna do? Yeah, might as well. well share stupid shit online with each other. Well, that's the um, Brutally Podcast podcast for <laughs> April 29th. Oh Hopefully we're going to spank out another one um, within a week. I'm going to make sure that it happens with, within a week because it's something that I want to uh, keep rolling with. Um, I... Don't drink because uh, you're gonna feel like shit in the morning. And remember, nobody ever woke up and said, I hope, I wish that I had one more drink last night. Posted that on Instagram. I'll try and tag them to forget who it was. Um, but I heard it before. But it was a good one. It's a good thing. Because you know, if you ever wake up all fucking hungover and shit, and you're like, ah, oh, I wish I fucking drank more. drink tonight. If you listen to this in the morning, don't drink this morning. Wait till noontime. And when noontime rolls around, wait till bedtime. And when bedtime rolls around, wait till morning again. And then go to a Zoom meeting or listen to the Brutally Podcast podcast.